the Portland is Home team talks real estate. Whether you live here or you're on your way, Audra and Andrew Galler work hard to welcome you home. They make the whole real estate process attainable, educational, and fun. After all, it is the biggest transaction of your life. The Portland is Home team talks real estate. I'm Michelle O'Dell, your host, and now, Audra and Andrew Galler. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having us again. Hello. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Andrew. Now, you guys aren't old enough to be thinking about this sort of thing, but I'm getting there. I'm a little ways off, but I'm getting there. We're talking about empty nests and reverse Mm -hmm. mortgages, okay? This is Mm -hmm. definitely for the older people in the listening audience that we have right now. Empty nest meaning your kids have flown the coop. They are gone and maybe they're gonna come back, maybe not, you know, especially with pandemic and everything, but you're thinking they're gone. You have empty space or you have a big house. You might want to downsize. And the reverse mortgage, I've been calling it the good, the bad, and the reality of a mm-hmm. reverse mortgage, which <laughs> I've seen the commercials on TV, Tom Selleck saying, whoa, now, there's nothing wrong with a reverse mortgage. Don't be scared. <laughs> so I want to know from the experts, Andrew and Audra Galler, the experts on real estate and all things real estate and design, of course. But this is kind of a serious thing, and it's kind of not a very fun topic, but I feel like we should talk about it. So empty nests and reverse mortgages. Yeah, I you know, I, I don't have any negative connotation to reverse mortgages or, or empty nesting. I, I okay. think that... Well, I just... We're getting old, I guess, is what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> fine. I hate that. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Like, frankly, I'm exactly. not even... I don't even have a problem with my age. It, it's that... I tell my kids, what one doesn't understand when they're young is that youth lasts for a finite amount of time, but this getting old thing goes on forever. I don't know when youth ends, but is it like 28 or 36 or 45, you know, at some point? I've been making noise every time I stand up and sit down for probably 20 years now. Oh, I can't do anything without... It's not even funny. And you know what? Uh, When we put the kids to bed, I like find myself walking around the house. I'm I'm like literally like muttering to myself. And my feet, my feet are like shuffling. Are you shuffling? I I started shuffling my feet. I don't even like pick them up anymore if no one's looking, you know? So I get it. But, But what I like about the reverse mortgage thing is one of the great things about real estate. It creates opportunities. Yes. And one of the things that when I actually was young I was all about just that thing where renting's fine like there's nothing wrong with renting but after 30 years of renting if you were so fortunate to never have your rent go up which of course I don't think is an option but if it were what do you have and the answer is nothing whereas if you were to have bought a home and even if it never appreciated let's just say it stagnated and it did not appreciate at the end of 30 years, if you did a 30-year mortgage and never made an extra payment, you would have 100% of that equity all yours. Sure, you got to yes. pay to maintain it, but whatever. At least you've got something at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Then you've got options. And you could look at it as like you're in a room with 20 doors or you're, you, know, you got four different tunnels. One of them might have a lion, but the other two might not. Who knows? <laughs> What's behind door number three, Monty? You know, And regardless of it all, at the end of the day, it's just having the option where it's like if it never appreciated and, oh, no, it didn't work out, boo-hoo-hoo, and you bought it for $100,000, 
you know, I'm making these ridiculously low numbers up, then you'd have $100,000 to go rent something that doesn't need to get fixed. Get a new car. Go on that mm -hmm. lifelong cruise, whatever. Costa Rica, whatever. Thank you. Yeah. So it's options. And a reverse mm -hmm. mortgage is a great option. Let's talk, you know, let's get there. But that's like the biggest thing about it is no matter how much money you make, it's hard to save any money. It's nice after killing yourself at work to go buy not a bad pair of shoes. Get a car that doesn't need to be fixed six times a year. I've been there. Sometimes we like to splurge and have macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is I have been, we have been flat, flat, flat broke. Not being broke isn't the worst thing. I'm just saying. So that's kind of what I think the positive of it all is. Okay, well, explain yeah. for the, the average person like myself, what is a reverse mortgage then? So a reverse mortgage has a couple rules that you have to follow. You have to be of a certain age, 62. We were, you know, sort of talking about this a little bit. I feel 62 seems fairly young to pull mm -hmm. a reverse mortgage. I feel like that's something because what you're doing. Okay, so what you're doing is you are taking the equity out of your house. So you have to have the equity in your house. You can't buy a house and then do a reverse mortgage. You have to have owned your home for enough time that you have all this equity in it. And oh. then what you're doing is the the bank is or whoever you're using is saying this is how much equity you have in your house and you can take that out and then you live on that. And you live on that until a couple, one of a few things happen. One of them is you go into long-term assisted living. Mm. Oh, you pass away. Okay. Mm, that's pretty much it. But <laughs> like, <laughs> well. so basically you're, so you're living on this equity, you're pulling it out and then you're staying in your home. And the, so the, a reverse mortgage works for those in individuals that are in retirement or approaching a retirement because 62 seems, like I said, fairly young still. And you're living off of that money instead of selling your home because there's many options. We actually have a lot of clients who are in that age bracket where they are coming to us saying, we want to downsize, pull a reverse mortgage, get into assisted living. So we're, we're having these conversations with people all the time on what is the best avenue for you to take? And that's why, Andrew, the different doors that you're gonna take. We, mm. we never give the lion door to anybody. <laughs> But you know. <laughs> no, we dissuade everyone from using that door. But really quick about, you know, about the reverse mortgages is, is that let's talk first about what is not a reverse mortgage. OK. Right. Most people, we get a loan, a conventional loan, whether it's FHA, VA, conventional, whatever. It's like a normal loan. Right. You apply, you go to the bank and either a uh, when you get done applying that red light with the air horn starts going off, which tells the loan officer that they cannot give you a loan. But assuming you don't see that with that big boot coming out, uh, <laughs> ow, right? So if you don't get that, then you can have a regular loan and you put some money down and you make a payment every month and you chip away at what you have agreed to pay them, right? The principal and the interest. So that's like a normal thing. Reverse mortgages, you've already done that or you just bought it outright. So you have the address of the equity, right? So if you buy a house for, let's use easy numbers, $100,000, time goes by, 15 years go by, and it appreciates not so bad, right? So now let's say it's worth 150. So by doing nothing, you have $50,000 of equity, but then you've also paid down, let's say 25, 30,000. So now instead of owing the 100 on something that's worth 150, 
you owe 70. So you have how much equity, right? You got the 50 that it is appreciated and then the 30 that you've paid down. So you've got $80,000 of equity, which is roughly 75,000. 70, so, so, yeah. so you have just a, a hair over 50% equity. So then the bank is going to be like, tell you what, since you're 62 and decrepitly old, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come on, everyone. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking. I know, but I'm like getting closer <laughs> to it every day. So, okay, we can go back, make jokes about being old again. You're at a point in life where you want to, instead of keep paying money for that, or let's just say you want to work less, not worry about the income, you can take some of that equity out without, because without a reverse mortgage, the only way to get the money out of your house is to sell it, but then you still need somewhere to live. Exactly. So it's a really elegant solution, not perfect for everybody. There are some downsides, but for the people for whom qualify and for whom this works, it's nice because then you can, the house pays you what you've already paid the home. So you're not getting something for nothing. You're taking your money back out of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and then they make some money on it because, you know, let's say it was worth 150. The thing's going to appreciate still unless you live where I grew up. Um, then the house pays you back. And then the lender is on an asset, which they must have determined will keep appreciating. So they get it at 100. They lock in these terms and conditions that let's just say the theoretical 150. And by the time, you know, you're done and you go, you go to a better place, whether that's assisted living. Anywhere but there. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, dirt napping, whatever. Then, you know, now it's worth 200000 Okay. I don't so. need to laugh so much, but it's so, I can't imagine having this conversation with someone, talking to an older couple and saying, so when you die, you're going <laughs> to, like, how do you? gently talk well, about I don't, that. Well, He's, the reality of it is, is we don't. You know, we Be don't. And we, okay. and it's all factual. What okay. we're giving is just information. I'm just trying to entertain actually, you. Actually, when we're talking with clients, we're just giving information. And honestly, when it comes to whether they qualify for this or that, or, you know, which, are, you know, whether you're talking about doing a HELOC, which is a home equity line of credit or a reverse mortgage or a regular mortgage or a refi, we bring in one of our wonderful mortgage brokers they sit down and talk with them. I mean, we don't, okay. we, we guide and we're there to help read and answer questions and be their resource. But when the final say is that's the underwriting team at, at a bank, I mean, they're the ones that are talking with them okay. about the down and dirty, like here's what you can afford and what you can do. We're just there to facilitate. Which is not to say we don't have these conversations, but when we do, I, again, I really think that it's not this morbid thing. I think okay. it's an opportunity for a great option. Yeah. I liked you use the word elegant. Well, I think it is. Yeah. It, it is elegant. It really is. You have to be, like we said, you have to be a certain age to get this because otherwise somebody is sitting there maybe thinking, well, well you could refi. Well, you, you can't, you have to refi if you're not a certain age, which is taking money out and then you have to pay more back and then your loan gets extended again. Are mm -hmm. the payments, mm -hmm. do they do it on a monthly basis? They give you monthly payments for your house or do they give you a lump chunk? They give you 80 grand and say, here. There are okay. options. It is a broker question. And these terms and conditions about almost every loan change all the time. That there are options that, you know, the programs exist where you can get a lump sum or a monthly payment. Again, I'm not saying I'm attached that that's how it's going to be if you listen to this podcast five years from now. Mm -hmm. or even next year. And if right. I can be boring for just a moment, you know, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll read this because I think it's worth getting this straight for our listening audience. You know, it says here, most reverse mortgage loans are not repaid by the borrower. Instead, when the borrower moves or passes away, the borrower's heirs sell the property in order to pay off the loan. The borrower or their estate gets any excess proceeds from the sale. So that's just to be really clear about what it is. 
Okay. And it's not an awkward conversation as much as I feel like it's awkward. Just even writing up the notes for this episode, I would. So we help first-time homebuyers and all the way through to retirees. And there's different conversations that we're having along the way with different people. But um, options are one, like Andrew was saying earlier, you know, having those options. But also, there's also uncomfortable conversations for everybody about saving money. And But once you have an asset and you have something of value... We highly recommend that you at that point start talking about what if something were to happen. If something were to happen, could you afford this home on your own? Do you have life insurance? Do you have a will? You don't want your the home going into probate without a will. You know, things aren't spelled out. When we're talking to our first-time home buyers, we're always saying, hey, you're building wealth. This is wealth building now. Mm-hmm. And now to protect your wealth, here are some things Insurance. that you have to do. You need Great. all yeah. these items on top of that. So we're talking about if the unthinkable happens, what do we do? How are you protected? How is your partner protected? If you have children, how are your children protected? So we're having those conversations in the beginning and we're having those conversations with retirees. Okay. Okay. So here's where you are now. Does this you know, does the reverse mortgage work for you? Would you rather downsize into something that's easier to maintain? All these conversations, how, what's going to happen to your heirs? Do you have a will ready? You know, so we're having these conversations with everybody in all phases of their life. And I'll say, you know, about the awkward thing again, I really think that it's a phenomenal solution for the people for whom it is. And at 62 or 70 or 75, one is with very few exceptions past the point of their prime earning years where this conversation becomes productive is when it is a really good option. And by the way, did you know this thing you're living in that gives you shelter and have people over for dinner for also can pay you money to take care Mm -hmm. of some of your living expenses and hallelujah. And, um, uh, you know, and again, you know, Otto was talking about, we do first time home buyers all the way through. And by the way, we, you know, help people with, uh, when people pass away, you know, their estates have to be dealt with. And this is a piece of it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we're dealing with the families and dis possessions you know we just helped somebody last month had a lifetime a house full of a lifetime full of stuff and their son was uh-huh. left to deal with it and the rest of the family and some people wanted this and some people wanted that and you know that's a challenging thing and so navigating all of these different things um you know same boat you know yeah. estates figuring the stuff out once you have a house you have you know now you're in that category and how are we helping you protect those mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's the largest purchase of your life, and you have to protect it. How many people do you work with as far as brokers, mortgage brokers go? We have, uh, you know, so we've been doing this for a little bit of time, and there are different types of loans, and some mortgage uh, brokers and banks carry certain types of mortgages. Um, we have a bank that specializes in doctor loans, which are really specific. Because you come out with a lot of debt, so you have to have a special loan. We have a, a person who specializes in doctor loans. Uh, we have a few people that we've worked with over the years, and we have really good relationships with them. And we really enjoy with some of the mortgage bankers that we work with are fairly new in our group. But we uh, we like to have a few so that everybody has a specific need. And so we want to make sure that we have somebody that's going to fit with what you need. Mm-hmm. And if we only had one person, it wouldn't work. Some reverse mortgages will stipulate that one can only take the proceeds into rehabbing the home or working on it. Others 
have no restrictions. And so it's important to know what your goals are, what you're trying to achieve. Are you just trying to live off of it? Do you just need a new roof? And, and also we touched on this just a moment ago, you know, the estate planning. We're a really good hub, you know, which one can spoke off of for all things that are related in, you know, audit touched on wealth building. And, you know, when we kind of grew up and procreated, we had to deal with estate planning, you know, we had to do a will and gosh, what happens if you both get, you know, T-boned by a train, who's picking the kids up from school? Like, I'm like, oh my God, I hadn't thought of that. And it was wonderful to have somebody, you know, again, this is really morbid and scary stuff. But on the other hand, I was grateful someone brought it to our attention because, you know, who thought of it? Who's going to call our, the relative we chose to take care of the kids? Oh, I don't know. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought of that. Well, we, well you got to think about it. And so it's like, you know, it's, yes, it's super awkward. It's terrible. But also, again, I, I can't speak for Audra, but I was grateful somebody was there to say, look, we've already thought this whole thing through. Just fill out some blanks and we'll tell you, you know, it was like ding, 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 like all the way down the line. So, again, it's like important to understand what are your goals? What are you trying to do? Is this an option that will help you get there? It is rewarding when you can help somebody get Mm -hmm. through uh, Mm -hmm. this stuff because you know what's the point of having it if it doesn't do you any good so as far as then if you're an empty nester and you uh your kids are gone or they might be coming back but most likely they're not coming back what are some other options as far as someone downsizing and also dealing with the reverse mortgage well okay about this whole empty nest thing okay i think it's a bit of a process and the first step when the kids leave i have it on good authority not naming names like my parents. But the first thing you do is you take the bedroom and you make it an office. Okay, Okay. that's where you start. (laughs) Because, you know, then it doesn't need to be spoken. You just go back and you're like, okay, I guess, yeah, I'm on the couch now. You know, you're not going home. That's it, you're out. Yeah, yeah. The workout gear goes in there and the office, now the kid knows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because like for me, when I went to college, you know, my mom was really sad to see me leave and she's sitting there um, like packing the car. She says to me, uh, hey, listen, if you ever need to come home, I'll do your laundry. My dad is standing behind her with his arms crossed. She can't see him. He's nodding his head back and forth like, you know, no, uh-uh. <laughs> we're not doing your laundry anymore, buddy. <laughs> I had to sit there with Stone Cold Steve Austin face because he would have killed me if I would have like thrown him under the bus. Right. So these are the ways, you know. OK, so uh-huh. with da- so I think that's where downsizing begins. OK, when these decisions are made or forced upon mm-hmm. the kid, whatever. I think downsizing is, um, it, it can also be bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, you've been in this 100%. house and you've raised your kids and, and I think that's why a lot of, a lot of our clients and I, we're not unusual in this, take a while to decide to do that. It has to get to the point, I think for a lot of people where it's just too much to take care of. You don't want to do the lawn anymore and, you you know, the house is really big. And I know for a fact there's a lot of people who hold on to the home for a while, even after the kids leave for college, because then, you know, they're meeting people and, and then maybe having children themselves. And this is, a you know, the holidays are back at your house. And, you know, there's a lot of memories there. And it is really, you know, that that can be a little bittersweet when you have to when you finally say it's hard. Um, and which is why that going back to the reverse mortgage, why it does work for a lot of people, because then they can stay, they can stay in their house as long as they can take care of it. And I'm not there yet. Our kids are still fairly young. And but I think about it. And I think, oh, my gosh, am I going to be shuffling around the house, this big old house and walking by my kids' bedrooms and 
you know, it's, it, it's got to be really hard. Well, it is. It is. I think that the bitter part is, is exactly what you said. A lifetime full of memories, the kids growing up, or just all of it, right? Uh, the dogs, the party, rope swing, that time somebody got hurt over there, that one wall we marred up with all the, uh, how tall everybody <laughs> is, you know? How do you maintain that, you know? We have people who take those out. They take that wood and then we can replace it. But, oh, but I think that the sweet, sweet part of it is, is an opportunity you know again it's just what a great problem to have frankly because if it works out and you know in our world right now with how much homes have appreciated the last 30 years in portland and most metropolitan regions gosh you know you could sell this big old house that you don't want to deal with painting anymore because it's that paint job's coming up and it's like looking forward to if one so chooses going to that pedicure downtown i mean maybe mm-hmm. not you know or just a, a low maintenance condo you just waltz in and out of or a smaller home that's like you know easy to clean and mm-hmm. uh and spend some time traveling because you've been working so you know whatever right. do people do that do they sell their house and then just and then just pay cash for like a small condo yes yes i mean if that doesn't tell your family go away i don't know what does <laughs> well you know it's interesting i was just having this conversation with somebody what they've done is pulled equity out of their home and they're not quite at retirement they're really close they're like right there and they bought a small condo in um arizona and they rent it out and so now they're having somebody else pay down that mortgage for them while they continue living up here and then eventually they can have that to go to when they want to do a little you know six months there six months here kind of thing yeah. So that's another option that people okay. that and that's what th- those are the exciting things that you get to do. You know, you've raised the kids and now mm-hmm. they're doing their thing and they're, you know, and they're still coming back for the holidays. But now you've got this other thing that you're doing. And that's really cool because, you you know, you want to stay active and doing things. Mm-hmm. And what about one of those ADUs that I hear everyone talking about around here? Is that a, is that called additional dwelling unit accessory? Dwelling do people unit. do that? They maybe downsize and then have a little accessory dwelling unit on their property for family and and loved ones to come visit. Are there a lot of restrictions on those ADUs? No, in fact, you know, Portland is encouraging people to build them to increase density and increase housing options. So ADUs are a great option. Not everybody wants to build. Uh, Not everybody has the wherewithal financially to do it. ADUs, that's a great option. In fact... Andrew, um, there were a couple clients that have ADUs, that have built ADUs for their parents that we have, and it's a really nice option. I actually know a lot of people who are doing that. They're expensive. They can be expensive, but um, if the parents, like one of the options that I know somebody did that we have, Andrew, the parents sold their home somewhere else and used that equity to build the ADU in the backyard of their kids and their kids. How much house. do they run? Are they like a tiny house? It's just another name for tiny house or is ti- no, it's totally different. I think so. Okay. I think in my mind, it, I mean, one, your ADU could be a tiny house and your tiny house could be an ADU. Mm-hmm. But when I think of a, a tiny house, I have one specific thing in mind. When I think of an ADU, an ADU can be actually in your home. It could be a basement that you've converted into living space. It could be a house in the back. An accessory dwelling unit is slightly different in re- in that regard. Like you could have it multiple different, you can have it different ways. Like we have a, an ADU basically in our basement 
you we have to do you know you have to put a door we don't because it's my my mom is there but you could put a door there and you could rent it out you know I think the ADU option is is a really nice option for people. So what do they run? You know, I've been hearing a lot about two hundred fifty thousand. What? So, I know they're they're expensive. And I'm so. sure there's a ton of regulations on how you have to do that, right? Make sure the like, there plumbing are, and all there, that. Yeah, yeah. There's um, we actually we have a book. I've gone through all the classes. We um, hold a certification for ADU development it's still changing like with everything it changes all the time i have to i think this year 2021 i have to go back for a refresher course this year um learn all the new rules and regulations around how you do it what make how you have to tie into the main house which is the big deal but you know you could do it cheaper for sure but a lot of these you know people are living you're someone might be living in there full time and so it has to have certain things to make it an actual adu Livable okay. space. Some of the costs can be, uh, it'll be affected, obviously, if you're converting a garage and the structure's already there, mm-hmm. and now you're just bringing in plumbing, and, you know, mm-hmm. so obviously that would, that would be different. That, that could be less. Mm-hmm. And so so the cost can vary pretty significantly, uh, but Audrey would know for, better than me. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm just, 250 is what I see when I see an actual new home on you know new foundation new everything if you're converting a garage or you're converting a basement obviously the cost could be quite a bit less mm-hmm. you don't have to go into a condo if you don't want to you don't no. have to go into a small apartment mm-hmm. if you don't want to and the important <laughs> thing to know is is hey you know you could do whatever you you want to do we're not here we're not telling anybody what to do come on no but people want options people are like all right i'm mm-hmm. getting old um you know i'm gonna get ready to get on my social security well that's yeah. true uh, it's not much to live on mm-hmm. what am i gonna do sitting down with people and talking about the options we love it love so, it yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and if you're not here and you want to just pick our brain and talk about options call us anyway we'll talk to you lots and lots of options and they're fun options too like your journey is changing at that time and um could be really interesting and really fun let's talk about the market next time what's happening what's going on mm-hmm. are you seeing any more people um, i'm going to ask you in a couple of weeks are, are we seeing more people putting their homes on the market we're up to one month we were down we dipped down to 0.8 months and the new numbers just came out and we're at one month of inventory hopefully we keep going in that direction okay all right well then we'll talk about the market in a couple of weeks and in the meantime uh wonderful snow day thank you you too thank you michelle thanks for listening to the portland is home team talking real estate podcast for more info about audra and andrew finding your next home or selling your current home visit their realty works website at realtyworksgroup.com and check them out on instagram at portland is home Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. For help with your podcast, find us at Modcast Productions or modcastproductions.com.